Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. Follow the show on social media, subscribe to the newsletter, and watch the show live on YouTube. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show, grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. Last week, we talked about purity culture. Next week, um, we're going to be talking about something a little heavier. But before we jump into the topic, I want to make a couple of announcements. I've got some notes on my phone. Um, So there's not going to be a live stream next week because here in the United States, Thanksgiving is next week and I have a craft fair next Friday. There's just so much going on next week that I will not have a live stream. I will have a new episode. I will have a new video coming out on Wednesday um, next week. For podcast listeners, that video will be coming out on um, the 27th. Um, Podcast schedule is still going to be the same. Um, Those come out every Monday. And then my next announcement is that I'm still working on that giveaway for next month. So stay tuned. Keep an eye out um, here on YouTube and on any of the other social media platforms. All the links are in the description and in the show notes. Um, I will be doing a giveaway next month. So it's December of 2019. If you're time traveling and listening to this at a later date. Um, But next month, my podcast, Round the Cauldron, turns one year old. And I'm going to be doing like a celebration and all kinds of things. Uh, My boyfriend is actually working on the giveaway prize. He is making it for me. So that's going to be exciting. And when it's all done, I will show you. Um, It's not ready yet. And I'm not going to tell you what it is or give you any hints because I'm just not going to. Um, So let's get into today's episode, I wanted to do something a little different and a little more fun, I guess, since I'm going to be taking it easy next week. Um, There are some questions going around in the pagan YouTube community. I got them from um, Cosmic Crow, Little Cosmic Crow, I think it was. Um, I will link to them in the description and in the show notes too. Um, but basically it is a list of 15 questions for me to answer and go from there. It's sort of like a get to know your, your witchy, uh, person. (laughs) Um, so let's get started with it, I guess. Uh, question number one, got them listed all here on my phone, is does your sun sign portray you correctly? If not, do your other planetary signs. So I'm a Scorpio. I was born on November 8th, 1991. I just turned 28 years old. Um, so yeah, I am a Scorpio. I've done my natal chart. I will leave some links in the description for you guys to look at later. Um, Podcast listeners, those will be in the show notes. Um, I've done an episode on like an intro to astrology where I actually went through and read my natal chart on a podcast and sort of broke it all down. Astrology is not my forte at all. I am a Scorpio 
sun sign and that's as far as I go with really knowing what I am. Um, but I did look up just for, just for giggles. Um, according to astrology, zodiac science.com, the, um, traits of a Scorpio. I just want to read them here really quick. Um, the element of Scorpio is water. They are associated with scarlet, red, and rust as far as colors go. Their day is Tuesday. The rulers of Scorpios are Pluto and Mars. Lucky numbers are 8, 11, 18, and 22. And the date range for being born with a sun sign of Scorpio is October 23rd to November 21st. Um, According to this website... The uh, strengths of Scorpios are resourcefulness, brave, passionate, stubborn, a true friend. Weaknesses are distrusting, jealous, secretive, and violent. Scorpio likes truth, facts, being right, longtime friends, teasing, and a grand passion. And Scorpio dislikes dishonesty, revealing secrets, and passive people. Uh, Basically goes on to say that Scorpios are... Passionate, assertive, determined, um, emotional, transformative, you know, all of those things. I definitely would agree with mostly everything. I think I am definitely a Scorpio through and through. Um, the only thing that I don't agree with right here is the weakness that says they are violent. I'm not a violent person. I'm actually a fairly passive person. Um, so that probably has something to do with the rest of my, uh, natal chart. So I will link to that. Oh my goodness. I will link to that in the, um, description and show notes. If you really, really want to go through it. Um, I do recommend listening to that intro to astrology episode. Uh, it was a long one, but it was very informative, even for me, as I was, as I was doing the episode because I had never done any research into astrology before, but I got a question and I wanted to come up with an answer. So that is that. And let's see, what is question number two? What songs bring you the most magical vibes? Um, Okay. So I'm a Celtic pagan. I love Celtic music. I love the, just the ambiance and the feeling that they give me. It's almost like a sense of nostalgia, Um, but I love Celtic music. I really enjoy music from Dave the Bard. I will list anybody that I say specifically in the description and in the show notes. Um, Dave the Bard, Erutan, which I love for two reasons. Uh, Their music is beautiful and they have a beautiful voice, but also their name Erotan is nature spelled backwards and it's just great. Um, I also like songs by Celtic, Celtic women, Celtic women, I forget. Um, And yeah, there, there's so many, I'll, I'll put links in the description for all different kinds of musicians and artists and bands but really anything that is very grounding or very earthy sounding, I really enjoy. Um, and then there are some songs that are chants. Um, there are some by Kellyana and I think Lorena McKennett. 
Um, I feel really bad for not remembering the names, but honestly, when I listen to music, I plug in my Pandora and I just put it on shuffle or whatever the station is. And I just let it go. And I just listen to it. Um, I don't use a lot of music in my practice. So there's not really anything that I could say. Yes. During ritual, um, I play this specific song or I have this specific playlist. Um, that just, it doesn't work well for me. So that's not something that I have ever done. I do enjoy like the direction song and um, all of the chants. I think what I might do, I might create a playlist on Spotify and link that in the description and the show notes. That sounds like a good idea. I might actually do, <laughs> I might actually do that. Um, don't hold your breath because I'm busy, but... That sounded rude. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what I mean. Um, I will do it eventually. Um, and I will leave it in the description and in the show notes. And I will probably put it in future episodes too. Because that's something that a lot of people really don't have. That's a common question that I see on different Wiccan and Pagan communities. Is what kind of music do you listen to? What songs do you recommend for Yule or Samhain or Imolk and you know what meditation music do you recommend so I think that's a really good idea I think I'm going to do that so let's move on to question number three which one of your deities guides ancestors is most sarcastic with you if this doesn't apply to you which of your tarot oracle decks is so funny story um I think she would be okay with me sharing this um, I worship the Celtic goddess Brigid. Um, and she is amazing. Um, but she is like a like a mother figure, I guess. And she takes things seriously, but not too seriously. So a couple weeks ago, but I want to say about two or three weeks ago, I was getting ready to light my candles on my altar. I do it for her every morning. I either light candles or incense as an offering to her. Um, I was getting ready to do that. And I'm just muttering to myself, trying to think of everything also that I need to get done for the day. And um, I wasn't really being a hundred percent mindful of what I was doing, which is, that's not a good practice to have, especially if you're giving an offering and you're thinking of everything else that you have to do for the day. Um, yeah, don't do that. I don't recommend it, (laughs) but I was getting ready to light the candles for her and talking about how my altar area was just a mess and there was incense ash everywhere and it just needed to be cleaned. And I'm just muttering to myself, And I go to light the candles and my lighter doesn't work. So, you know, it's one of those clickers, one of the long like barbecue lighters. So I go to light it and it doesn't work. And I think, okay, maybe I just need to do it again. So I did it two more times. And so for a total of three times, it wouldn't work. And so I stopped what I was doing. And I know this lighter isn't old. I know it works. I've never had an issue with it not working before. Um... So I stop what I'm doing. I 
refocus myself and I think about what it is that I'm doing. And I realize that she is telling me, hey, you need to pay attention to what you're doing. What are you doing and why why are you doing it? So I stop and I apologize and I say, I will clean my altar area tomorrow. I promise. And I recenter myself. And then next, you know, I, I go to light the candles again. First try, I have a fire and it's lit and I can light my candles. So I think that is kind of like a snarky, sarcastic thing. Um, but I don't think it's something that's done with an ill intention. Or I know it's not something that's done with an ill intention. She was trying to pull me back into myself or out of myself so that I would be mindful and focus on what it was that I was doing because it wasn't paying attention. I was going through the motions and I was doing it because at that point it had become routine and that's just what I was doing. And she used that as a way to say, Hey, snap out of it. What are you doing? You need to pay attention. This is this is important and you need to pay attention to what it is that you're doing and not just go through the motions and make it routine. So that's that. I got a good laugh out of it um, because I realized that I was not doing it the way that I had said I would. Um, my boyfriend thought it was funny <laughs> and he is, an, he is agnostic. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't worship any gods. So that's, that's that. And it's, she's the only goddess that I currently actively worship. Um, I don't, I'm one of those people that have never actively sought out my spirit guides. And I haven't worked with ancestors before because that's a difficult, that's a difficult, completely separate thing. Um, but I have never actively looked for my spirit guides so I can't say anything as far as that goes um but as far as deities yeah that's that is Bridget for you (laughs) or for me anyway uh let's see question number four what is your biggest witchy mess up or misinterpretation misinterpretation um Honestly, if you have watched my videos for a while or listened to my podcast, you probably know that I don't actually practice magic that often um, It for a couple of different reasons, but I don't know if I can think of one off at the top of my head. And somebody just recently asked me this question, too. Um, the wonderful ladies over from the Friends Fascinated podcast. I will link to them in the description and the show notes too. Um, They recently interviewed me for the episode that they just did and they asked me the same question, but I couldn't come up with an answer probably because I don't practice magic that often. I don't cast a lot of spells. Um, I use affirmations and chants, but nothing major. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've never accidentally lit anything else on fire. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I I know as soon as something does happen, you guys will be one of the first people to know. 
because it's very important for me that I am transparent and very open with all of you because I want you to see that this is like, this is, this is real. I am a real person with real beliefs and this is what real life is like. It's not all the Instagram, which aesthetic, not everything is always pretty and well put together with color coordination. That's not how real life works. And so, yeah, when I do have a mishap or misinterpretation or I screw up some sort of magical work, I will let you guys know. But at this point, I don't practice enough of it. So, yeah. Oh, well, maybe something that I tried to do last night, I've made it before, um, a protection powder using eggshells. And it's called cas- cascarilla, cascaria. Um, and I tried to make some last night. And I guess the eggs that I used, the eggshells that I had used, hadn't been cleaned well enough. Because when I ground everything up, it stunk. Like, it smelled so bad. <laughs> so I actually tossed it out. And I will, I might be making some more. I'm not sure. Um, Cascaria doesn't really have a place in Celtic paganism, as far as I'm aware, but it is something that I have seen other witches make. Um, I don't know if it is something that is specific to a culture, um, as far as like smudging is, uh, very specific to Native Americans and indigenous peoples. Um, I have to, I have to find that out. So I think I need to do my research on that before I try to make it again. And so there, that's that's my mishap. We'll use that as my mishap. Um, next question says, would you write a book on your craft spirituality? Why? If you already have, what were your challenges in doing so? Okay, so let me fix this because this is bothering me. better okay so would you write a book on your spirituality why and if so what are the challenges i am actually in the process of writing two books um the first one i wanted to create a sort of wicca workbook because when i first started practicing wicca and even just researching wicca there weren't a lot of resources out there that were readily available that actually had you do the work and um, look into and do research on your own. A lot of it is like just a regurgitation of basic information that you can find pretty much anywhere. And a lot of books on Wicca don't cite their sources for any of the information that they pass off as fact. And that is a big problem for me um Scorpio but um I'm working on that I've been working on that for a while um I'm also working on another one as a like tarot guidebook so if you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and you've seen my other series that I'm doing videos come out every Friday talk tarot with me um I am going through each card And really giving just a basic rundown of what the card means, the symbols involved, and keywords for the upright and reverse positions, just to sort of 
you know, help people out. I know there's a ton of information out there on tarot cards and their meanings, but depending on how you read tarot, it's all subjective to the person that's doing the reading of the cards. So those are the two that I'm working on. Um, And I'd say my biggest challenges are finding the time to actually write. I know here lately, I have felt like I haven't had the time to write because I have so much going on. We're getting into the holiday season. You know, I quit my job that gave us more financial security so I could pursue the things that I am happy about and the things that I enjoy doing, like this podcast and crafting and doing freelance work. Um, But that involves me making my own schedule. And that's honestly something I've never really had to do before. Um, Okay, so I did have to do it once in when I was in college, I worked for this um, company as an independent contractor, essentially, and I had to go and um, show product at people's houses and take orders and do things like that. So I basically made my own schedule, but it was nothing this intense um, or this uh, complex, I guess you could say, because I have several different things that I have to do on a weekly basis, and I really have to come up with my own schedule. And I'm still trying to figure out how to find the right balance. So that has been the biggest struggle for me in continuing to write these books and the workbooks and come up with the exercises and the practices in each chapter. Um, And yeah, it's, it's difficult. And even right now for it's November, I'm, trying to do NaNoWriMo, a National Novel Writing Month, because I'm also working on a fiction novel. Um, But I am not consistent in my writing because there's so many other things that I'm doing regularly. And that's really something going into the new year that I want to set a goal for myself for. Um, If you listened last year, for my uh, revisiting 2018 episode, you'll know that I don't really like doing um, resolutions. Um, But I'll I'll talk more about goals and stuff for the new year as we get there. I mean, it's November. I don't, it's too soon for my brain to even think about my goals for the year 2020. Um, But those are the biggest challenges that I've had in writing my books. So the next question says, (laughs) if someone wanted to summon you to their circle, what five items would they need? Um, Coffee. Um, Yarn, because I crochet. Um, Books, because I like to read. My glasses, because that's a good way to get me to go anywhere. Say, hey, your glasses are over there. Because without them, I can't see. (laughs) That was a really stupid one. Um, Yeah, so coffee, yarn, books, my glasses, and cats. Because I love cats. 
if you follow me on Instagram, you will see the cute pictures that I post of my cat, Dixie. Um, if I could, honestly, I would have coffee in all five of those spots, but I, I want it to be interesting. Um, but coffee is for sure one of the main ways to get to my heart. Coffee is my love language. <laughs> every morning, every morning I have a cup of coffee. Sometimes I have two and then I will probably have an energy drink later in the day. Um, because I'm addicted to caffeine. Um, question number seven. If you were a ghost, what place would you haunt? I don't know. I don't know. If I was a ghost, where would I haunt? Somewhere interesting. I mean... Yeah, that's, I don't know. I wouldn't haunt my house because it's boring. Um, I wouldn't haunt people because that's boring. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought about that question before. Um, yeah, if, well, if you can't tell, I've basically, I've skimmed the questions prior to doing this episode. If I were a ghost, where would I haunt? I wouldn't haunt my house because it's boring. I would want to haunt somewhere interesting or somewhere that I could learn stuff, I guess. Because as a ghost, would I be like an intelligent energy or would I just be a residual energy or what? Maybe I would haunt like the Mariana Trench. Can I haunt underwater? I've always wanted to know like what's at the bottom of the ocean. Or that's my answer. That's a very boring answer. But that's my answer nonetheless. Um, next question. What is the funniest way someone has reacted to finding out you are a witch? I don't think I've ever had a funny reaction. Um, a lot of the time, I don't really talk about it. And if I wear my pentacle in public... I either get like, hey, I like your necklace, or I get, oh my god, you're a devil worshiper. Those are basically the two reactions that I get. Um, I did have someone one time, um, we were friends a while ago, that I had I had lost my pentacle necklace. And we were friends on Facebook, and I posted a picture and was like, hey, look, I finally found it. And she commented on the picture and was like, oh, you're one of those? And I was like, yeah. Like, I don't know how to take that comment, but it turned out to be um, that we are very similar uh, in that respect. So I, I, I would say that is the most interesting way someone has ever reacted. Otherwise, it's more along the lines of, um, you know, hey, I like your necklace. Or, um, you know, someone's called me a Satanist before. So nothing against Satanism, but those are, those are the responses that you typically get um, when someone finds out that you're a witch. And I just don't talk about it because I don't like confrontation and I don't care what other people think. So that's that. Um, next question. Do you have any superstitions? So one that I mentioned the other day, to my mom, actually, 
um, we were grocery shopping and we were walking around and I needed to do something. Um, but my purse kept falling off my shoulder. So I set it on the floor to pick up whatever it was that I needed to pick up off the shelf. It was on the bottom. And, um, I said, Oh no, I shouldn't have done that. You're not supposed to put your purse on the floor. And my mom just looked at me like, why not? And said, well, you put your purse on the floor, all your money's going to fall out. All of your luck, all of your wealth, it goes out. And honestly, I don't know where I heard this before, but um, I think some older lady had told me once a long time ago, like when I was still in high school, and it just sort of stuck with me. Um, One thing that I don't have any horseshoes here, but when I used to live in California, um, my grandparents actually kept a horseshoe upright over their door that led from the backyard into the garage. And that's something that I would do too. If I had any horseshoes, you know, you keep it upright. And so it forms like a little bowl. So all your luck stays inside. Um, anything else? I'm not superstitious about black cats. Mm, I can't think of anything else. I don't have a lot of superstitions. Um, I, I know that I have ways of doing things like when I'm stirring food or stirring anything that is being stirred with intent. I stir clockwise. Like a lot of witches, you stir clockwise to bring things to you or for some positive effect. And then you stir counterclockwise to banish things or make things go away or for some negative effect. I don't think that is a superstition. I think that's just part of my beliefs, but who knows? So the next question is, if you could possess any fantasy magic, what would your power be? I have always wanted to fly. I've always wanted to fly. Um, So I can even remember back when I was first learning how to do um, astral projection and lucid dreaming. One of the ways when I was in that state that I would test is to see if I could fly. And I would jump in in my dreams, in my astral travels into my lucid dreaming. I would jump and I would fly and I would just be so happy that I could fly. And I think it probably just comes down to convenience. Like I don't have to get in a car. I don't have to deal with traffic. I would be able to see everything. And I don't know. It just, I've always wanted to fly, but the downside to that is I'm afraid of heights. So (laughs) I don't know how that would work. Um, If I had to pick another one, I would probably pick being able to breathe underwater and survive the pressure um, because mermaids have always been an interest for me. And the ocean is the one part of our world that is the least explored um, because it's so hard. It's, It's deep. And there's no oxygen for you to breathe down there. And there's so much pressure the further down that you go that you just can't survive. So it's just an unknown thing that is just so interesting. And I just, I want to know all I can about it. So those would be, those would be my two choices. I know it said pick one, but I picked two. 
um, flying or breathing underwater. The next question, what is something random on your altar? Something random on my altar. Uh, random things always end up on my altar because my altar space right now is just the top of my dresser. And um, when my boyfriend comes home from work, sometimes he sets his wallet there. Um, my daughter will sometimes set things on top of it. So at any given point in time, there is always something random on my altar. Um, I think right now, a random thing that I'm keeping on my altar, it doesn't really serve a purpose, but I don't feel like I can take it off, um, is this decorative glass bowl that I have. And it's got some painted rocks in it. It's got my pendulums in it. It also has like a bobby pin and a key and some coins. Like it's got a bunch of random shiny things in it. And it didn't start off that way. It started off as a bowl to hold my crystals and my pendulums. But now it's just become this random collection of shiny things. And I don't know why, but it's going to stay that way because I don't feel the need to take it off. Um, I feel like if I were to take it off of my altar, that would be bad. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you why, but I'm going with my gut. And I'm going to say that that random bowl of shiny things is staying on my altar. Um, let's see. So question number 12. If one of the YouTubers you watched was a genie and they could grant you three wishes within their power, who would it be and what wishes um I can think of a couple but the first one that comes to my mind is they're not a pagan youtuber they're not even a witchy youtuber it's actually um Dr. Mike <laughs> I'll leave a link to their channel in the description below um Dr. Mike is obviously a doctor he is a doctor in New York uh he's a family practice doctor but he has a YouTube channel that he goes in he talks about um different medical subjects. He answers different questions that he can. Um, and he's really a very down to earth, personable doctor. And I would wish number one for a cure or sustainable treatment for Sjogren's syndrome. Why? because my mom was diagnosed with Sjogren's syndrome in August after several years of trying to figure out what it was that's been causing all of her issues. And currently there is no cure and there are, there are treatments available, but it's hit or miss on whether or not they'll work for the symptoms um, because it's not something that you're going to treat the syndrome. You just treat the symptoms. There's no cure. It's an autoimmune disorder. Um, so Wish number one would be for a cure for Sjogren's syndrome. Wish number two would be to end the stigma surrounding mental illness and mental health and to allow for, um, I lost my train of thought. So end the stigma surrounding mental health and me mental illness. And it's gone. I lost my train of thought. Um, be able to help the people that need help. Um, because I have major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, and mild OCD. 
I've never felt a stigma for getting help because some of these mental illnesses are something that also run in my family and I have seen family members deal with. And we've always been very open about our struggles. So I have a good support system, but not everyone does. And when I had my daughter, I was actually diagnosed with a severe form of postpartum depression. Um, It wasn't as far as postpartum psychosis because that's something completely different. Um, But I had postpartum depression and I was very, very open about my struggles and my experiences with postpartum depression to my family and my friends. And one of my friends actually ended up getting pregnant um, several months after I had my daughter. And she would ask me questions and I would be honest with her. And she actually told me after her son was born that the reason she was able to recognize the symptoms in herself and get herself the help that she needed is because I was so open with my story and my experiences. And she said that I, me being open like that about those experiences helped her in a way that was just tremendous. And I love her so much. And if she's watching, hi, I love you. You know who you are. Um, I'm not going to say names because that's just not something that I do. Um, So that was, that was two wishes. So I have a third wish. What would my third wish be? Um, I don't know. My third wish just to be a healthy person. I guess. Can I wish for that? Uh, it did say that you can't wish for any more wishes. So, you know, I don't have any more wishes, but those are the sort of things that Dr. Mike would be able to grant for me if Dr. Mike was a genie. Um, a cure for Sjogren's, to end the stigma surrounding mental health and mental illness, and to help me be a healthier person. I'm sorry, those have absolutely nothing to do with paganism and witchcraft, but I am happy with where I am on my path and my journey right now. So I had to go with something else. Um, If anything, hopefully you learned a little bit about Sjogren's syndrome and my experience with postpartum depression. (laughs) Um, Number 13, if you could instantly become an expert in any part of your craft or spirituality, what would it be? I would love to become an expert in... um, herbs like oh my goodness there's so many things that you can do with different herbs and spices and flowers and I've tried to sit down and learn and read um but honestly my capacity for retaining information has really dwindled down um the older that I've gotten I don't know if that has anything to do with my mental health or if it's just because I'm getting older and my memory is not that great to begin with, but that is something that I would like to be an expert in. I think it would be amazing to be able to walk out my front door and say, hey, look at that plant. This is a blah, you know, that's not something I can do. Um, That's not something I've ever been able to do. And I think that would be a really cool skill to have a really good thing for to be an expert in as far as like witchcraft goes. Um, On the flip side of that, something else that I would like to be an expert in is the um, history and mythology and theology of the ancient Celtic people. 
Um, it would be really cool if I could just snap my fingers and instantly know for sure everything that the ancient Celtic people did to worship their gods or their deities or the land spirits to know the history, but I can't, but I would like to. That's another thing. That's actually something that I'm, I am actively learning, especially because I worship a Celtic goddess. Um, It's just really hard because of all of the information. All of the information isn't actively available. So that's, that's difficult. Um, Question number 14, when you die, what do you think will happen to you or your soul? So I believe in reincarnation. I believe that once I die, I will go to the ether. um, And then from there, I will decide what the next step is for my soul on my soul's journey through all of the lessons that it needs to learn to attain spiritual enlightenment. Um, it's honestly, it's not something that I've really thought a lot about. I do know that death is just a part of the cycle of life, but death is not the end of it. And that's that. I know there's a lot of Wiccans out there who believe in a Summerland. I'm not sure if that's exactly what I believe in. Um, I do believe that there is a sort of underworld where spirits go Um, where souls go to either rest or stay depending on where they are in their journey as a soul Um, but that's really about as far as I've gotten with my beliefs in that aspect Um, so last question is where do you see yourself spiritually in the next five years so I don't know. In the next five years, I see myself growing my website, growing my online presence to really help more people. Um, I know it says, you know, where do you see yourself, like your spirituality in the next five years? But doing this is a part of my spirituality because I have taken on the role um, myself as not... I don't want to say teacher because I'm not actively teaching anyone anything. Um, Maybe like an educator, maybe like a mentor. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but I've taken on this active role for myself. So doing what I do is part of my spirituality and it is part of my worship actually to Lady Bridget um, in a completely separate form. It didn't start out. It didn't start out this way. I started doing what I'm doing because of a a lot of misinformation that's out there. Um, But it's, it's completely changed. Well, not completely. It's changed a little bit. Um, As far as spirituality goes, I see myself in the future, possibly dedicating myself to Lady Bridget. Um, That is a very big step. Um, And it's not something that I will take lightly. Um, I see myself growing my tarot practice and just growing spiritually as a person and being more in tune with the world around me, being more in tune with the gods and goddesses of the Celtic pantheon and just thriving 
as a spiritual being, that is what I wish for myself in the next five years of my spirituality. So yeah, that was all 15 questions and I am at almost 45 minutes uh, as far as video goes. I didn't think this was going to be that long. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it's not something that's super duper boring for you. Um, But next week I will be back with a topic that surrounds Native Americans, indigenous cultures, and why we should not be whitewashing our history. And it's fitting that this is coming around the time of Thanksgiving. And I did that on purpose. Um, So until next time, everyone, make sure that you're following me on all of my social medias, Facebook and Instagram at Round the Cauldron, Twitter at Round the Cauldron without the D. If you enjoy the show and you like what I do and you want to help support the show, um, you can do that for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash round the cauldron. Um, you get patron only content, um, exclusive podcast episodes, videos before they go live. Um, depending on what tier you in, you're in, you get sneak peeks of books that I'm writing, guided meditations, um, crochet patterns, all kinds of awesomeness um, just for helping to support what I'm doing here at Round the Cauldron. So until next time, everyone, bye for now.